The excitement is building for the return of ACL Radio's Blues on the Green this year. Mark your calendar for two nights of music, food, and fun, Tuesday, June 11th and Wednesday, June 12th. We want to thank all of our sponsors, specifically Circuit of the Americas, for helping to keep ACL Radio's Blues on the Green free and open to the public in Zilker Park. Blues on the Green is an Austin tradition, and we look forward to seeing you again this summer. ESPN Studios in Austin, Texas. This is the Jeff Ward Show. Hey, welcome to our little show. Here's the way it works. I riff on stuff and you respond. Pretty straightforward. Feels like I haven't been here in about a month and a half because, well, I haven't been here in a month and a half. The phone numbers, you will need them. Use them. 512-834-1027. It's 512-834-1027. 834-1027 on Twitter or X or whatever we call it this week. Maybe the name changed again while I was gone. I don't know. It's at Jeff Ward Show. If you want to post comments on Twitter or X or whatever it's called this week, you can do so. Please don't suck. Make the show better if you can. Get straight to the point. Uh, there's plenty for you. If you can't do something with some of these topics today, then you're kind of hopeless. That's at Jeff Ward Show. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Check it out. Uh, Just finished a conversation about the very lovable, the very ethical, the very angelic Ken Paxton. It didn't think it'd be much of a day. I didn't think I'd see this one coming, but it's odd that you would have Ken Paxton and marijuana in the same conversation, but it's there for the podcast. So subscribe to the podcast. The Jeff Ford Show podcast is available wherever you download your podcasts. Make sure you check out the YouTube show as well. We post that every afternoon, the Jeff Ward Show on YouTube. Well, if you like conspiracy theories, I didn't say good ones. I just said if you like conspiracy theories, maybe there's a good one or two out there. I'm not sure this is it, but you're going to have to work at this one. I gotta, I've got to tell you, I wish you well. Uh, I hope it works out for you. I'm happy to listen to you as you try to spin this one. But sure enough, we have walked our way into a Super Bowl conspiracy theory or two or ten. When you think people can't get any dumber, we have days like this. I run out of days when I think people can't get dumber. But yet, sure enough, I wake up and... From a darkened slumber, I wake up, and I find out people are dumber. Sure enough, we're dumber. I can do this. I'll play along with you. How's this? Uh, What is the point in even playing the Super Bowl other than putting on a show? Like, there's no point at this point. Is there? The 49ers, the San Francisco 49ers, are nothing more than the NFL version of... They're nothing more than the NFL version of the Washington Generals. You know who the Washington Generals are? The Washington Generals are that team that loses to the Harlem Globetrotters all the time. They've been losing to them for, like, what, 40 years or something like that? The 49ers are nothing more than the Washington Generals. Before you even say it, yes, I assume the 49ers are in on the fix as well. Everybody apparently is in on the fix. We know the outcome already. 
you know, it's, it's the Super Bowl is fixed. That is the theory of the day. Now, there are different reasons, apparently. I didn't realize this until the last couple of days. There are different reasons why the Super Bowl is fixed. Okay, um, here we go. So, if, you, if the NFL found a body double for DeMar Hamlin, they did, of course. That was after Anthony Fauci and Big Pharma killed DeMar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills. Remember last year, they killed him off, then they covered up with a body double. Notice how <clears throat> the theory goes that DeMar Hamlin didn't play all that much, so we didn't see him that much this year because that was a body double, right? So I think that one's better than this one. Um, so the NFL, Anthony Fauci, Joe Biden, Big Pharma, Barack Obama, and the real, in all caps, mastermind behind the Super Bowl fix have already set the outcome before the game even happens. Okay? It's all set. It's all fixed. It's fixed by all the people I just mentioned. You know, the group of devils. Except there's a new one. Arguably the most powerful. Certainly the richest. Didn't see this one coming, but just give people time and energy. Here comes the tinfoil hat nut job crowd. Yeah, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey's relationship has sparked a new bizarre conspiracy theory among MAGA Republicans. Sunday night's game kicked the conspiracy theory into overdrive. The Kansas City Chiefs, with Kelsey quarterbacking and Taylor Swift in the stands, beat Baltimore in a nail-biter that will now send them to the Super Bowl, where they'll face the San Francisco 49ers. The success of the Chiefs and the media frenzy that has been driven by Taylor Swift's appearances at their games has sparked one creative theory. We're using gentle parenting words today, kids. Taylor is, of course, active in politics and has been supportive of Democrats in previous elections. The size and loyalty of her fan base has some prominent Trump supporters losing their heads. Take former Republican presidential hopeful Vivek Ramaswamy, who made a loony prediction on Monday morning that the Super Bowl will be rigged in the Chiefs' favor in order to set yeah, the stage well. for Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey's endorsement of President Joe Biden. Yes. Ramaswamy's theory came in response to another bit of nonsense from notorious Pizzagate conspiracy theorist Jack Posobiec. He suggested on X that George Soros, the Jewish billionaire and liberal megadonor, was somehow involved in Taylor Swift's embrace of Democrats. Yeah. Ramaswamy responded, I wonder who's going to win the Super Bowl next month. And I wonder if there's a major presidential endorsement coming from an artificially, culturally propped up couple this fall. Just some wild speculation over here. Let's see how it ages over the next eight months. So let me get this straight. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are faking a relationship as part of a conspiracy with the NFL and apparently the White House in order to rig the Super Bowl so the Chiefs win, which will then somehow turbocharge Swift's endorsement yes. of Joe Biden and ensure his victory in the presidential election. Huh. Ramaswamy, I should note, is not dumb. He's a multi-millionaire biotech entrepreneur. He just thinks his supporters are dumb enough to believe what he says. Swift and Kelsey, meanwhile, are at the top of their professions. Swift has 12 Grammy Awards, 40 American Music Awards, 23 MTV Video Music Awards, and her Eras Tour is the highest grossing music tour in world history. Kelsey is considered by many to be the greatest tight end in National Football League history and has been selected to nine Pro Bowls, 
four first-team All-Pro teams, and as of okay, Sunday, holds the NFL record right, for right, the right, most right. career Stop reading. Stop reading. Stop reading. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, I've read more, and it's uh, it's quite the collection of fans that are now in on the Super Bowl is fixed. Usually it takes some bad call, you know, on Monday after, you know, fan bases get all worked up, the fix is in, the fix is in. So this is, if you say it ahead of time and the Chiefs do win, then you come out looking pretty smart. All right, so let me, um, I, I, I hate to, I hate to throw off your Aaron Rodgers meets Tucker Carlson conspiracy takes on this, but if you believe this and how it's being spun, you're an idiot. You really are. You're shockingly stupid. If you're struggling with this in any way, or you want to go here, and that's where I think people, a lot of people are, you got the idiots, um, and you got people that are throwing it out there to the idiots, and then you got people that I think generally just kind of want to believe it, right? Because I do think, I can't believe I'm going to set this up. I'm going I'm to prop you up in some way. Is the NFL happy that Taylor Swift is involved? Absolutely. Are the networks happy that Taylor Swift is hanging around? Absolutely. All right. How you leave from that point to go Aaron Rodgers, Tucker Carlson is beyond me. You're an idiot. So let me tell you how you're an idiot if you want to believe this. Let me tell you, let me point out to you some just real, I'm not sure where she was going with all this except reading from a teleprompter. Let me tell you all the reasons why. There are 32 reasons why you're an idiot if you believe this. There are 32 reasons why it won't, it's not true. It's not true. 32 of them. All right, here it is. The NFL, just in case you, whether you think this is the fix because you're a MAGA hat nut job, or you want to believe a fix for any number of reasons. Let me explain to you why the NFL is not fixed. Not happening. Not going to be fixed. Taylor Swift, Joe Biden, Anthony Fauci, Donald Trump, I don't care. It's not fixed. And there's 32 reasons why. The NFL is run by 32 of the most powerful people on the planet. It might be the 32 most powerful people on the planet. They own the franchises. Do you think 32 billionaires are going to allow a game to be fixed so Tater Swift can get more downloads? Do you? You think they're that generous? Just so you know, in case you want to think that it's as simple as, oh, it's just about her, she was doing, she was doing fine before she met Travis Kelsey, and the NFL and the Chiefs are also doing fine before Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift got together. Everybody was doing okay. Her wanting to generate more publicity for her tour isn't outrageous. I, I don't deny that at all. Her fixing the game, having a hand in fixing the game to generate attention for her is just stupid. If that's what you think it's about, that's stupid. 32 billionaire owners are not going to let their business go up in flames. They're not. They're not going to do it for her, I can almost promise you. The nut job conspiracy crowd, though, isn't really about her, as it was explained. Um, it's always about people out to get Donald Trump. Um, by the way, this will work, and Trump can fuel this because he hates the NFL because the NFL says your credit's no good here, buddy. You're not going to own a team. So he hates the NFL. 
So he'll happily go along and trash the NFL. But, so that crowd, it's always about Trump. It's always going to be some theory, some, you know, some conspiracy theory. That, that we already know. But they, they claim, that's why they claim the game is fixed. So that part of it. Um, if you're such a tinfoil hat fool that you believe the game is fixed so Taylor Swift can endorse Joe Biden, think that one through. Please explain to me why it is the game needs to be fixed for Taylor Swift to endorse Joe Biden. Just tell me. I, I just want to know. She couldn't do it any other time? Like she has no other platform? Really? Is that so? Hmm. Okay. Why would the game need to be fixed so she can endorse it? She's on a stage every single night. You think she can't get some attention? So a business, and this is why there's no fix at this time or any time with the NFL. No fix. It's not happening. So the business is more successful than ever. The NFL business is more successful than ever generates something in the neighborhood of 25 to 35 billion dollars in media rights each year. Got it? Do you know who's not going to lose that money? 32 rich guys are not going to lose that money. No way. There is no conspiracy. This is the reason why the NFL can now embrace gambling. One of the reasons, not to get off track of the conspiracy theory, but they don't need to. There's too much money being made. You would be, it, there's no reason to throw a game. Nobody can pay you more than the NFL is paying. So no one wants to ruin the business. No one wants to ruin what is going on. It doesn't even, the theory doesn't even add up. It's just stupid. But there is no situation in which a game would be fixed because it's just not worth it. And these 32 billionaires know that if a game were fixed, if at all a game were fixed, Taylor Swift or not, <clears throat> their business is ruined. And I'm pretty sure they like to make money. Um, crazy people. You do know the Chiefs might win without the game being fixed. Just want to throw that out there. That they, I have no idea why, this, why the Kansas City Chiefs are an underdog. I really still don't get that. But they can win without that game being fixed. I just want to let you know. Um, do you think the NFL needs Joe Biden for some reason? Like, what, what would be the upside to the NFL uh, for Taylor Swift to be able to throw the game? The game is fixed. So somehow she and Travis Kelsey get to say Joe Biden's name at the end of the game. You, why would the NFL need that? Why would the owners need that? Under what circumstance would they need that? You think that group of rich, old white guys, some of whom are friends with Trump, you think they need that? They would ruin their business for that? You've got to be kidding me. It's a bunch of old white billionaires. Some are friends with, many of them are friends with Trump, probably. The owner of the Jets, a total moron, by the way, was an ambassador appointed by Trump. You've got to be kidding. The reality is the NFL is thrilled that she's dating a high-profile player. That's true. Um, the giant viewership numbers... For the Chiefs are, I would say, and I would agree with this, are partly due to the fact that she's hanging around. I do think that's one of the reasons why the numbers are big. But before you go, well, that's it. That's why they want her around. Hang on a second. Just use last week as a perfect example. 
Okay? If, um, yes, people that normally wouldn't pay attention to the NFL, some of them are. But the business model of the NFL is not built on teenage girls. It's not their model. It's not necessary. It's not part of the job description. The Chiefs-Ravens game, just to put this in perspective, how things were going fine with or without her, the Chiefs-Ravens AFC Championship game had almost 56 to 57 million viewers. Guess what? So did the NFC Championship game. Almost the exact same number. Almost. There was no Taylor Swift there. So what the fools don't understand is the NFL has never been bigger and it's not desperate for anyone or anything. There is no level of desperation with the NFL these days. It's all good. And they're not going to let it get ruined by a fix for any reason. So the idea that they would do it for an endorsement would be the most laughable thing. The only reason why the 32 people that run the game, the powerful people that run the sport, the only way they would ever want to do it is if you could take that 20 or $30 billion they make every year and triple it. It would have to take a giant payout in one day for anyone to justify putting a fix in an NFL game. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, tinfoil hat guys. you got to come up with something bigger and better than this one. Jeff Ward, weekdays on 102.7 ESPN. Pass the ball to the Jeff Ward Show. On 102.7 ESPN. Now back to the Jeff Ward Show. Well, after all that, terms like fools and knuckleheads, look what happens. Here you go on Twitter or X or whatever it's called. <laughs> Please, I, I've, it's a challenge. Just explain to me why the NFL owner would fix the Super Bowl for her and Joe Biden. Then you got this. All right, at Jeff Ward Show, what is Jeff's obsession with Aaron Rodgers? The Jeff Woke Show exclamation point or maybe this is good maybe jeff gets paid by pharma well yeah he does that's why i missed last week yeah all that yeah true obsession with rogers you mean the guy that spent every single day of last summer telling us he's going to quit he doesn't need football that guy you know the guy that played four snaps and then left for the season you Mr. Tinfoil Hat? That's my obsession with him. The woke show. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I don't know the guys were murdered. I'm not sure. Hell no, I'm not letting it go. No way. I am obsessed. What do you think of my downtime that I did all day, every day? Staring at the walls. You better believe I've been obsessed with the four guys that froze to death in their friend's backyard because every day it gets worse. I don't know that he murdered them. I don't know. I'm, I'm backing away from it a little bit more. But I don't know how three people OD and die at the same time in the same place. Surely when you're in the process of ODing, and this is not making light of it, but surely three people... in the process of dying can do something. Crawl, call, anything, anything. 
Yep, it's the guys that died in the backyard at their friend's house. Oh my gosh. Um, now it turns out that they all went to high school together. These three guys froze to death in their friend's backyard while he said, his lawyer says that he slept for two straight days. He, um, these are not, these are not like 19 year olds. Okay. These are guys in the thirties. He, the owner of the house, they called him the chemist. Not making this up. I told you, I've been obsessed with this. So I know what I'm talking about here. So they called him the chemist. Everybody went to high school with him. He was some sort of researcher, HIV researcher. Um, I, I, I'm not saying that as a connection. I'm just saying that this is not a dumb guy. And so now one of the, the girlfriend, girlfriend for 17 years of one of the guys, claims that they were murdered. She's now alleging <clears throat> the chemist, the guy that owns the house, Jordan Willis, supplied some drugs that killed him. It's believable at this point. It is. So there's supposed to be toxicology reports of these guys, three Kansas City Chiefs fans. They were frozen. One guy's in a lawn chair. He's dead in a lawn chair, frozen in the backyard. That's where they found him. Not making it up. Uh, so now family members say, look, it's not, it's not an accident. The guy killed him off. Um, Apparently, there was a fifth guy. He left early at 11 o'clock, so he's, he left. They will not release the toxicology results. Uh, I, I don't know why, but here's the next twist. All right, so they called him a chemist. Three guys dead in the backyard, frozen to death. Um, one of them in a lawn chair. The chemist has now checked into rehab. He's gone to rehab. Moved out of his house. He's going to drug rehab. Was he a drug addict? His lawyer won't say he's just in rehab, which is probably a pretty smart move to deflect what is obviously bad publicity. Um, so what do you make of it now? I'm just saying, I, I, I think it's entirely possible. He, he, you know, he cooks up a batch of whatever and it kills him. What I don't get is how you end up dead in a lawn chair in the backyard. I mean, that's a fairly peaceful death. Don't you get up, move, make a call, get sick, freak out, all three of you? Um, and then here's the other part that I'm stuck on. So, okay, he walks him out the front door, he says. They then would have to circle back to the backyard, sit in lawn chairs, and die. He has to sleep two straight days. So let's just say the guy they call the chemist has cooked up a batch and they, it kills him. They OD. The girlfriend says he never used, he never did do drugs. They would drink some beers in the backyard. They would watch a game, but <clears throat> none of them did drugs. But why, if if three people OD in your backyard, one, why would you leave them there? Two. You wouldn't make a call? I mean, don't you think you would think it through and think your best defense would be that I tried to help him? Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be it? I mean, worst thing that happens is you get charged with a drug charge. So you would leave three dead people in your backyard. Could you really not know that your friends circled around back and sat in lawn chairs and died in your backyard? You wouldn't notice. 
you would not notice over two days your friend's dead in the backyard in a lawn chair. Really. What do you think? He's just still sitting there thinking about the game, talking about the game. Something that part doesn't add up to me. I'm not I'm not saying that he went out there and intentionally killed these three buddies of his. It's entire I guess it's possible it's an accident. But it doesn't explain why he did nothing. For a couple days. The chemist. The guy that called the chemist. So that's it. I don't know why they don't release the toxicology reports. I don't quite understand what the cops are doing. This seems a little incompetent to me. Um, but the fact that one of the guys died in the lawn chair just is like, that, that's, that's new territory there. That's just too weird. Too weird. And the guy slept for two straight days. Oh, and he's in rehab now. Okay. That's code for you can't touch me or talk to me. I'm in rehab. I don't know. I don't know ultimately what the charge would be. You know, I mean, that'd be some sort of negligent homicide. If, you, if, if somebody gets high on your watch and they die, wouldn't you think it through enough to not leave them there? Or at least make a call. I'm afraid my friend's not doing so great in the lawn chair. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen to Willis. I haven't figured out Willis's future. But Willis, Jordan Willis, the owner of the house where the three friends died, has, according to his lawyer, checked into rehab. Jeff Ward, weekdays on 102.7 ESPN. The excitement is building for the return of ACL Radio's Blues on the Green this year. Mark your calendar for two nights of music, food, and fun, Tuesday, June 11th and Wednesday, June 12th. We want to thank all of our sponsors, specifically Circuit of the Americas, for helping to keep ACL Radio's Blues on the Green free and open to the public in Zilker Park. Blues on the Green is an Austin tradition, and we look forward to seeing you again this summer. 